Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome, everyone, to Real Presence Live this morning here, November 10th, Wednesday. Coming at you from the mothership right here. The Fargo studio between the railroad track and the cathedral. I'd like to thank Therese for producing today. She's always does such a wonderful job. Thanks, Therese. Got a great, great show planned for you today as well. Uh, we have Bishop Kagan on in just a little bit. We have Father Jason Miller. He's going to be talking about liturgy and a special musician's workshop we have going on. We also have Father Shannon Bouquet. He's the president of Human Life International, and he'll be on to talk about some of the Exciting things in the news, and uh, anyway, great, great show for you. Uh, as you may or may not know, today is the Feast of St. Leo the Great. He was a pope in the 400s. And of course, you know, in the early early centuries, there were a lot of heresies, a lot of things that had to be kind of hammered out. A lot of people remember the, the Arian heresy, whereas, you know, is, what, what, what is Jesus? You know, is he really God, or is he just kind of like God? The, the, the technical term was, is he homoiousius, similar substance to God, or is he homo usius, same substance? You might be thinking, really, does that matter? <laughs> it matters huge, all right? Because if he's not God, then things fall apart pretty fast. Anyway, when was Leo around? He was around about a century after that, and he had uh, a heresy he was dealing with, and he called the Council of Chalcedon in 451. And what did that say? That addressed the two natures of Christ, you know, is he a human? Is he divine? What is he? And of course, what we decided at that point was Christ, Jesus, is a divine person with a perfect human nature and a perfect divine nature. So a divine person with two natures. Again, I'm not going to get into the details, but does it matter? Absolutely and positively. Let me give you one quote. One of the fathers, can't remember, said, what has not been taken up has not been redeemed. In other words, if Jesus wasn't fully human, we're not really redeemed. That is important. I just want to read to you what uh, Pope Leo said, because, you know, this was going on. People were talking back and forth. Just listen to how succinctly he puts this. He wrote to the council, Invisible in his own nature, he became visible in ours. Beyond our grasp, he chose to come within our grasp. Existing before time began... He began to exist at a moment in time. Lord of the universe, he hid his infinite glory and took the nature of a servant. Upon hearing that tome, the council father says, Peter has spoken through the mouth of Leo. Isn't that great? Pope St. Leo the Great, pray for us in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we would like to join Bishop David Kagan, Bishop of Bismarck. Welcome, Your Excellency. Thank you very much. That's great. Thanks again for taking the time to be here. I appreciate it. You know, Your Excellency, before we get into uh, the heart of what you want to talk about, I understand that I think yesterday was was your birthday, was it? Well, yes, it was. And uh, I've begun another year uh, of uh, earthly life and existence, so hopefully it's a, a year 
uh, filled with graces, which I need in abundance. So, uh, <laughs> yes, yesterday was my birthday. I turned 72 yesterday. Wow. Well, that's wonderful. Well, I should say your birthday ends that year, so right. I'm entering into my 73rd year, so... That's wonderful. We certainly want to wish you a happy birthday. And we, of course, want to well, thank, thank you. Yeah, we want to thank you, of course, as well for, for your service, you know, Bishop. I mean, you were, if I remember right, you were born and raised in Illinois and were a priest I there was, for a while. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, mm-hmm. God calls you here to our fine state, the Bismarck Diocese. We certainly appreciate yeah. uh, your service and your episcopacy here. Well, you're very kind. Thank you. You bet. Well, uh, uh, Bishop, um, you recently had uh, had a conference out there in, in Bismarck, uh, the Thirst right. Conference. And maybe you can tell our listeners, if they're not familiar, a little bit about it, and then some of your reflections on the, on the uh, event. All right. Yes. We, uh, 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 when I was appointed by Pope Benedict uh, to be the administrator, uh, apostolic administrator of the Fargo Diocese, uh, in between Archbishop Aquila going to Denver and Bishop Fulda arriving, uh, one of the uh, very nice uh, events that I, I opened up was um, a Eucharistic uh, Congress, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, is what it was uh, called. It wasn't held every year. It was, I believe, held every other year in this very wonderful couple did all the coordinating, and it was such a nice thing. At the end of it, uh, unfortunately, they they told me it would have to be their last one because uh, it was just getting to be uh, too much uh, for them to try and coordinate. And and so uh, I, I, you know, thanked them profusely because everyone, you know, uh, enjoyed it, and there was very good uh, re- uh, response to it. Uh, I talked it over with a few people here, and we decided uh, that uh, we wanted to have a Eucharistic conference or Congress, however you'd call it, uh, in the state of North Dakota. We didn't want to let that completely lapse. And so uh, the way it started, uh, we would do a uh, Friday evening to Sunday afternoon Eucharistic uh, Congress every third year. And then in the intervening two years, uh, one year would be a Catholic, one-day Catholic men's conference, and then the next year, one-day Catholic women's conference, and then the three-day Eucharistic Congress. Well, that proceeded pretty well, but then, uh, as with everything, uh, you know, when the pandemic uh, hit and and everything came to a halt, well, we didn't have one uh, uh, last year, and so it gave us uh, an opportunity to kind of go back and look, and the committee uh, here decided, let's make this uh, uh, a, a, you know, not just for Catholic men or just for Catholic women, but let's have one every year for Catholic families, but uh, keep it as a one-day, a Saturday event. And so that's how we proceeded, and uh, we had our first thirst under the new kind of format. Uh, this uh, The last Saturday of last month, uh, October 30th, and uh, at the Bismarck Event Center, and it, it was wonderful. Uh, we 
we were planning on perhaps, given you know there hadn't been one and people are still a little nervous about getting into crowds and all that, we thought maybe you know we'd get perhaps a thousand people. Uh, by the time uh, the day began, and uh, they, uh, one of the uh, people coordinating it checked our online registrations. We had almost 1,700 people pre-registered for the conference. Wow. And I was told that about another 250 people just, you know, walked in and registered. And so we had almost, uh, I would say, right around 2,000 people. And it was quite nice. We had three keynote speakers, Dr. Ray Guarendi, uh, and then Matt Frad and uh, Dr. Akers in the afternoon, and it was all very much uh, family-oriented based on, uh, since we're celebrating the year of St. Joseph, the relationship between uh, St. Joseph and our Blessed Mother and the relationship of the two of them uh, to uh, the Christ child, and, uh, you know, as kind of the pattern for family life, and, mm-hmm. you know, where where is that family life uh, strengthened the most uh, in the reception of the Most Holy Eucharist in Eucharistic adoration? It was a wonderful day, and um, uh, uh, I, uh, people came uh, from some distance. I, I was surprised. I expected most people... Uh, to be from kind of the about a 50, 75 mile radius area around Bismarck and Mandan. Uh, but we had people come from, uh, you know, uh, uh, quite a distance, uh, both uh, from the western end of our diocese uh, into the uh, uh, Fargo diocese as well. And we had some people coming. Uh, uh, from South Dakota as well, both uh, more from Rapid City, but some from Sioux Falls and Rapid City. Mm-hmm. And it was a wonderful day, and, and the way we've restructured it, we're going to move it. It'll be annually on the last Saturday of October, but we're going to move it now uh, to another deanery. So uh, this one, this year, the first was for the Bismarck and Mandan deaneries, since they're neighbors to each other. Uh, next year, we'll be in Dickinson uh, for the, uh, the Dickinson deanery, and then I think we'll just move up to Williston and then across to Minot and then come back down uh, to uh, um, Bismarck. To Bismarck. But the, the, yeah, the thought being, you know... Uh, a lot of people, because of distance or other things, uh, don't, you know, always have the opportunity to come to Bismarck, and so perhaps we should bring the Eucharistic Congress or conference to them uh, on a rotating basis so that they, they, they'll they have an opportunity uh, where they don't have to drive for an hour and a half, two or three hours, but uh, it'll be right in their midst, and so uh, that that we're uh, we're going to do uh, going forward. So, as I say, next year uh, we will uh, we're planning uh, for the last 
whatever the date is, the last Saturday of October, but we'll be in the uh, Dickinson Deanery in the city of Dickinson. Uh, uh, they're discussing uh, possibilities, so... Well, that sounds great. We're talking with Bishop David Kagan, Bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck. You know, Your Excellency, when you talk about the Thirst Conference and, of course, the Year of St. Joseph, I love your, your reference to modeling the Holy Family. And because, you know, it's so, as you know, the family is so, so important. Oh, and, it's, and it's under yeah. such attack, you know, to be mm-hmm. able to, to really bring the family to the heart, the domestic church, right, into the heart of the universal church. Uh, right. It is so huge. And to show that radical love that Jesus showed us, to show that in our homes, maybe just talk for a minute or two about how important it is for, for our families and, and, and what, a, what some things they may have taken away from it. Well, you know, I, it, what we tried to do, uh, because we wanted this to be for families, uh, parents, uh, we provided uh, a kind of a version of uh, vacation Bible school for, you had to be uh, three-year-olds up to, I think, fifth grade. Uh, at least you had to be potty trained. That's what I was told. <laughs> yeah, but that was in one part of the event center. And then we uh, we decided uh, a couple of years ago to have our uh, diocesan Catholic youth conference associated with thirst. Oh. And so then in another part of the event center, we had 6th uh, through 12th graders uh, all day. And then uh, Father Dominic Bauk, who's the chaplain at uh, the University of Mary here, he kind of coordinated that part of it. And uh, we had uh, very good attendance. It, it, they maxed out registrations for the youth conference, and I think they had maybe one or two places left uh, for the vacation Bible school, you know, for the uh, smaller children. And uh, but it, it it at least allowed like uh, spouses they could uh, attend all three of the uh, uh, of the keynote mm-hmm. speakers uh, together, and then they would have a breakout where the speaker would. Uh, go into uh, different things, say, with uh, the husbands, and then the wives were free. Uh, We had all kinds of vendors uh, in a big area. They could browse, uh, and then after, it it would just switch with the second keynote speaker. Uh, The wives would stay. The men could browse. Everybody took uh, a break for lunch so they could uh, have lunch together as as families, uh, and then um, uh, the uh, at the end of the day, uh, I celebrated mass, and about six of the priests uh, from nearby came to con celebrate, and then everybody gathered together as families in the the biggest room we were using uh, for the mass itself, and I I would I, we began about. Uh, do a registration, or the doors opened, I should say, at 8.45. Uh, the first uh, keynote was, I think, 9.15, something like that. Mass, uh, I celebrated the uh, uh, the vigil mass for that Sunday uh, in ordinary time at 6 o'clock, and, you know, people were pretty much on their way uh, by about 
715, 730, and uh, uh, so far the uh the feedback has has been very positive uh and one of the things uh, that uh, many of the people emphasize they like the fact they could come as a family mm-hmm. and uh you know they didn't you know have to leave kids with you know grandparents or everybody could come and uh, that's that's was the whole point of that's what we wanted and so uh uh, but I think it's so important uh, that uh, our our children from the youngest possible age uh, get used to being together with their parents, with other families, uh, in a, a wholesome, a healthy, and a holy atmosphere. And uh, uh, we had... Uh, Adoration of the Most Blessed Sacrament through the day. Some of the priests were hearing confessions both in the morning and in the afternoon. And so it, uh, we tried to make this uh, not just, uh, you know, a nice, fun day for families, but a, a day where, you know, you can enjoy being a family in the presence of the Lord and, uh, uh, you know, receive countless blessings uh, uh, for yourselves and and for others. We're talking with Bishop David Kagan from the Diocese of Bismarck about the Thirst Conference. Boy, a couple things you said really struck me there, Bishop. You know, you talk about the families together. You know, I think about faith, family, food, and fun, you know, like get, mm-hmm. getting together. And I like your guys' idea of having something for the whole family. Because, you know, let's face it, if you have a separate weekend for a youth conference, separate yeah. weekend for the yeah. kids... The, the time, right? Parents are going to say, oh, we can't do all this, but a, a one-stop shop, if you will, yeah. of families. Yeah. And one other thing really came to mind, Bishop, and I just want your personal reflection on this, because you know, as a father, one of the biggest things for me, greatest things that uh, really just touched my heart, gathered around table with my family. And right. I can only imagine, there you are, the, the, the spiritual father of your whole diocese with thousands of spiritual children, all mm-hmm. gathered there around the Lord's table for this. Oh, yeah. I mean, that must have just been a very powerful moment for all of you. It was. It, it really was. And uh, just to be there uh, with everybody, listening to these excellent speakers, and I, I would have to say I, I, I was almost choked up when uh, we processed in for Mass, and, you know, the place was full. Uh, and mm. nobody left, and just to, you know, look at, you know, these hundreds of people, you know, uh, grandparents, parents, children, you know, some, you know, uh, carpooled and, and came with neighbors or uh, other family members, uh, it, it was, you know, uh, that's, uh, it, it makes everything else uh, so worthwhile. Uh, when you can, you know, share the faith uh, where it's meant to be shared and nourished, uh, and that's at the altar of the Lord. Uh, you know, uh, I'd like to do it every week, but obviously <laughs> we can't do that. But uh, uh, so many people, uh, I think, uh, benefited from this. I, I know I did, so uh, I hope... Uh, others did as well. 
but uh, it, to me it's worthwhile mm. uh, just to have people gathered for you know a few hours mm-hmm. uh, in the presence of the Lord in in adoration uh, in sharing the faith uh, people who are solidly Catholic sharing their faith with us uh, to strengthen us and themselves and then you know concluding with uh, the most perfect prayer we as human beings can offer to Almighty God and that's the mass mm-hmm. and uh, uh, as I say, I'd like to do it once a week, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just the bishop. I can't do that <laughs> once a week, so. Well, you, you know, Bishop, what, what comes to mind, I appreciate that. You know, of course, what you experienced and, and everyone there at the conference experienced what we call this mountaintop experience, right? It's like, wow, yes. it's amazing. But isn't it interesting that the church allows us, through your priests, that you say every week you'd like to do this? Well, guess what? People can, <laughs> and they can do it yes, even daily can. sometimes, can't they? Yeah. That's exactly exactly right. Yeah. Well. And uh, um, you know, if you know, people come to uh, love and appreciate our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament uh, a little bit better. Uh, so be it. That's uh, that's what makes all of this so worthwhile. And uh, so, you know, uh, these are grace-filled moments and opportunities for all of us. And. Uh, we have to take advantage of those. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Bishop, we really appreciate your time, and thank you for your fatherhood. You are the spiritual father of those thousands of people in the Bismarck Diocese. You are successor well, of the you. apostles. Thank you for bringing Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and the sacraments to us, and thank you for your sons, the priests, who make our yeah. salvation possible with this grace. You're very kind. Thank you as well. All right. Bishop David Kagan, God bless you, and thanks so much, Your Excellency. Thank you. Bye now. All right. That's Bishop David Kagan from the Diocese of Bismarck. After the break, we'll be talking with Father Shannon Bouquet from Human Life International. What's happening in Italy that also corresponds to something going on here in the United States? We'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 